Broadcasting from the Cradle of Liberty in Philadelphia. All the way to the rhythm and blues of Beale Street in Memphis. To high atop the Wasatch Mountains in Utah. This is where politically correct perception meets common sense. This is the Joe Carey Show. Hey, welcome to the Joe Carey Show here on uh, Fed by Ravens Media Network. And uh, it's happened. Uh, I don't think it's a big surprise. Uh, Donald Trump, they impeached him a second time. If I'm following that correctly, they uh, Democrats, uh, you know, after a lot of deliberation, I think it was what, several weeks of hearings and airing of all the evidence. And oh, wait a second. There was actually no hearings. There was actually no transparency. I mean, you thought it couldn't get any worse after the first uh, hearing, the first impeachment? Remember, that was all conducted through the Intelligence Committee, Eric Swalwell's committee. Remember that? I know, the same Eric Swalwell that may or may not have slept with a Chinese spy. But, I mean, come on. Can't we just let bygones be bygones? I mean, she may have been a spy, but she may not have been a spy. And Eric may have slept with her, and he may not have. Now, we know that Eric Swalwell won't tell the American people whether or not he slept with this Chinese spy. But I wonder if he told his wife, because they're relatively uh, newlyweds, I think only five years. I wonder how that conversation went. Uh, honey, I'm glad you're home. I just read in the New York Times that you may have slept with a Chinese spy, but you refused to answer. So did you? Well, honey, if I'm not willing to tell the New York Times whether I slept with a spy, I can't tell you. I mean, do you think that's how it went down? So here's a man. Let me rephrase that. Here's an individual who sits on the House Intelligence Committee with a top-secret security clearance who may have slept with a Chinese spy, may not have, refuses to answer whether he has or hasn't, which I think is indicative of what the answer would be. I mean, is that fair to assume? He might be the first individual in, in history who hasn't slept with a woman who won't confirm or deny whether he slept with a woman, right? That would have to be one of the first instances of that. Well, I didn't sleep with her, but I'm not going to answer whether I slept with her or not because why? And we're all going to pretend that nothing happened. So he is on the impeachment committee the second go-around. He was chair of the... uh, uh, Excuse me, he was on the uh, intelligence committee the first go-around... So Trump's been impeached again. So the big question now is, so what? Like, what happens? Because Mitch McConnell has already said, look, under the Senate rules, and the rules weren't changed, it's the standing rule, which basically says no substantive work can take place between December 31st and the inauguration of a new president, January 20th. It's a standing rule. Basically, we're just, you know, we can conduct minor business, but no major business. And he says, we're going to abide by that rule. If you want to change the rule, you need unanimous consent. And they wouldn't get it. So the question becomes, can Donald Trump actually be punished for these alleged impeachable offenses that the House found that he committed? Legally, it seems pretty convincing that, no, once you're done, once you're out as president, there, there's no actionable cause of action. There's nothing that can be done. Why? Because impeachment is a political tool. It's used to punish people politically. It's not part of the criminal justice code. It's part of our political process. So if the individual is no longer president, what political price would this individual pay? Well, Nancy Pelosi was hoping that they would impeach him and then say he's barred from running from office again, because I'm here to tell you, if Donald Trump is in good health, I think the smart money is saying this man is going to run again. 
Now, I've said this before. I think Donald Trump is going to go out and I think he's going to create his own network. And I think with Facebook and Twitter and YouTube overplaying their hand the way they did, I think Donald Trump is going to do exactly that. I think he's going to go out and I think he's going to start a network. Now, whether that's going to be, you know, over the uh, the cable lines, like just Internet based or whether it's going to be on uh, networks. I think that has to be seen. But here's a man who had 75 million people vote for him. If he just gets 10, 20 percent of those people to subscribe, he's probably got the biggest network on the Internet. He's probably got higher ratings than CNN, MSN. Wouldn't that be embarrassing? Wouldn't that just be like the ultimate humiliation for MSN? That's probably going to be his pitch. Let's embarrass CNN, MSNBC. Give me more followers my first day than CNN has in the last 20 years. And I thought Lindsey Graham had a good point. You know, Lindsey Graham's like, look, once the man leaves the office, we really lose jurisdiction. We have nothing to do. Because if you say we can punish somebody once they've left office, the example he gave was, did you see this, Brian? He said the example he gave was, why don't we punish George Washington? He was a slave owner. Technically, he's right. Like, if you're allowed to punish people once they've left office, yeah, let's impeach him. Let's show him. Let's dig up his bones from Mount Vernon and spread him as ash. And why stop at Washington? Let's go after Woodrow Wilson, right? Anti-Semite. He segregated the U.S. Army. It, was, it, it, it wasn't segregated before Woodrow Wilson. He becomes president. He's an elitist. He used to run Princeton University, a eugenicist. He says we're going to segregate the U.S. Army. Done. Impeached. His bones get spread, too. Why stop there? What about the beloved FDR? What was that executive order, 9099? Is that the one that sent Japanese-Americans? Remember, not Japanese, Japanese-Americans. They were American citizens to internment camps all over the United States. He gets impeached. So where does the cancel? The, the, it's like, hey, we've canceled everything we can from people that are living. Now we're going to go after people who are dead and we're going to cancel them. Let's cancel all the U.S. presidents. Let's make bingo cards and say, okay, who, who do you think they're going to cancel this week? And you know what's really sad? It's like there was no more pressing business than impeachment. It's not like there's a raging pandemic. It's not like these states have failed to get the vaccine to the, to the citizens in those states, the residents of those states. It was like the first impeachment. We have all these problems to deal with as a country. You know what? We're going to focus on impeachment because the president uh, phoned the Ukrainian uh, leader. And it went nowhere. It went absolutely nowhere. This is going to go nowhere. And I tell you, it, it shows us how sick and how broken the political system is. And that's where we are. It is broken. When you have someone like Eric Swalwell, who may or may not have had sexual relations with a Chinese spy, who may or may not have been a spy... And that individual continues to have top secret clearance. I was talking to a security official today who does intelligence. He says, I have a top secret clearance. He said, Joe, if someone told my superior that I may have, he said, forget sleeping with a spy. If I may have had dinner or lunch with an individual who may have been a, a spy, he says they would freeze my top secret clearance. They would send an army of investigators to look at every facet of my life. But if I slept with the spy, you're done. Unless you're part of this third political party. 
right? It's not Democrat. It's not. It, it's you're part of this elite party where the rules just don't seem to apply to you. So Eric Swalwell continues to sit on the House Intelligence Committee, having access to our secrets, our intelligence. And it's America who suffers. You're listening to The Joe Carey Show right here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. We'll be back in the next segment, quantum computing. Why that changes everything. We'll have that story next. involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to Stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to VantagePointSoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800 800-406-0046. 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc. 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation. Maryland DM 1492. Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation. Commission license number DC83. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country, and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code HALFOFF. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code HALFOFF. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Thank you for tuning in. You know, yesterday I had uh, went out to lunch with someone who's in the uh, tech world. And, you know, you don't throw this term around a lot. But I would say, you know, close to that genius level. Just they understand technology. They understand its applications, both good and bad. And so we're, we're having lunch. And I, I just say, look, you, tell me what the next big thing in tech is. 
like from where you sit, what is the next big thing that's just going to revolutionize uh, tech, like the way the internet did, or um, you know, the the longevity and batteries? Like, what is it? And he sat there and he probably thought for about thirty seconds, and he said, "It's quantum computing." Then I had a decision to make. Do I sit there and nod knowingly like, ah, yes, quantum computing? Or do I just say, I have no idea what you're talking about? So I went with the latter and I said, you know, quantum computing. I said, what, what is that? And it, just as an aside, after lunch, I went to a bookstore next door to where we were having lunch. And the front cover of Newsweek, what's on it? But it says quantum computing, something about the next level or the, the new frontier. It was like validating what he had just said. But basically, he said quantum computing is, he said, think about a supercomputer on steroids. So it's, it's these, it's not just that they think faster or process better. It is an, it's a different form of computational analytics. And he said the, what that really means for everybody is that nothing is secret. He said, because right now you have 128-bit encryption, maybe you have to ratchet it up to 1,000 because now with quantum computing... There's no algorithm which can't be broken, right? So all these encryption keys that we have, they become meaningless. And he says even now, like when the FBI comes out and they're like, you know, we can't hack this phone. We need the, the law to be changed so we can act. He said, it's not true. What it means is they've got to dedicate a computer to run as many different variations as possible. And sooner or later, you'll have access to that phone. Now, with a supercomputer, let's say you, instead of taking, and again, we'll just use these numbers made up, but instead of taking 1,000 hours to break the phone, maybe it takes 100. But with quantum computing, maybe it takes a minute. Maybe it takes 10 minutes. And so he said, all these encryption keys, right? So you send an email, but it's encrypted. It's safe. Don't worry. You have files. Well, I lost the hard drive. Don't worry. It's encrypted. With quantum computing, almost all of our encryption becomes meaningless because it can be broken. And he said, that's the biggest change. He's like, it's that there are no more secrets. Now, he said there are bright people right now working for every government, right? So the Chinese have their team. America has its team, Britain, Germany, Israel, and they're all working on what? Discovering a mode and model of encryption that can defeat quantum computers, right? So now... Yes, we have these quantum computers that are designed to break these encryption keys. But right now there's people saying, okay, how do we make this so it can't be broken? And that's when he said, you know, instead of 128-bit encryption, maybe it's 1,000-bit. And all we're really doing is telling the computer it's just going to take you longer to figure out what the code is. But he said that becomes expensive. And he said, plus, you need more and more computing power. And he made a good point. He says, do you ever wonder why, you know, Apple keeps upgrading its processor? Because right now you can do almost everything you need to do with your phone on the processor from five years ago. But he says the reason Apple and other makers keep upgrading their processing power is it's this recognition that not only is different technology coming down, but the security protocols are going to have to change. Because with quantum computing, what's protecting your phone is fluff. So then we started talking, and, and I thought that was fascinating, so I wanted to share that with the audience because it's those things that are just happening behind the scenes that we really don't follow. Because I've heard the phrase quantum computing quite a bit, but when I asked him, I said, well, what's the big change? What does this really revolutionize? 
And his answer was, it's the death of secrets. Well, yeah, that's, that's big. And he says, so people have a choice. They either just say, you know what? I'm going to continue to send my information as I do now. And if somebody hacks it, they hack it. But governments and business and hospitals, they don't have that luxury. They have to protect their equipment. And it doesn't matter if they're protected on their end if the person or organization they're sending it to doesn't have that same level of protection. So we were talking, and then we started talking about, you know, competition. You know, we have Facebook and, and banning and Twitter and started talking about TikTok, which, you know, is a Chinese company. And then there was a point that he made that I thought was really interesting. You, you may remember uh, beginning of this year, Donald Trump signed an executive order that prohibited American businesses and the federal government from doing financial transactions with eight Chinese software applications. Alipay, Ant Group, WeChat, WePay. And so I, I asked him, I said, why? What was the significance of that, right? Because they're relatively small players. So why is the Trump administration targeting these Chinese financial platforms? And I thought the answer was really uh, some, it's something that I hadn't considered before. So here in my business, you know, we do a lot of wire transfers and a lot of bank to bank, but an increasing number of businesses and vendors that I do business with, they want to pay by Venmo. And I always looked at Venmo as a, um, you know, something my kids use. It's something that, you know, you pay for pizza with and reimburse people for. But more and more businesses are now paying via Venmo. And I was like, wow, okay, I get that. So now we're on the Venmo platform. Well, he said in China, he said almost all the transactions are over WeChat Pay. He says it, people don't want cash. You pay for everything through the WeChat Pay app if you're in China. And what he said was, and I thought this was interesting, he said, so now if you're a business in the United States, you don't have to send a wire transfer. Just like with Venmo, you can deal directly with WeChat Pay. Well, when you do that, you're bypassing what? You're bypassing basically the American banking system. You're dealing directly with a Chinese bank over their platform. And I never looked at it this way, but according to him, he said, this, this really is a backdoor way to de-dollarize the world. Because instead of having all these payments shift through the American banking system, you're now dealing directly with Chinese banks. And he said that is something that poses an existential economic threat to the United States. And we've talked about that before. The dollar, the American dollar, our biggest export. Hey, you're listening to The Joe Carey Show. We'll be back here on the Fed by Ravens Network right after this break. Radio News with Lance Pride. Ten House Republicans join Democrats to impeach President Trump on charges of incitement of an insurrection on Wednesday. The final vote was 232 to 197. Former federal prosecutor Doug Burns tells Fox News the realities of impeaching a former president. Um, the principal penalty per the Constitution is removal from office. So you can only imagine the average person scratching their head saying, wait a minute, this is to remove him from office, but he's already out of office. Now that he's impeached, he can't run again. 
and so on. So the law is that in order for that to happen, the president has to be convicted by the 67 senator votes first. Then it's an ancillary or additional penalty of disqualification. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell told Republican colleagues Wednesday that he has not made a final decision on how he will vote on impeachment and that the proceedings will not begin until after the inauguration. This is USA Radio News. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877 Social media app Parler may be gone forever after being exiled from various service providers, including Google and Amazon. CEO John Matza made the announcement Wednesday and cited the Capitol Hill protests as the reason for conservative censorship. Legal filings said the Twitter alternative was home to 12 million users. President Trump on Wednesday addressed the Capitol Hill riot. No true supporter of mine could ever endorse political violence. No true supporter of mine could ever disrespect law enforcement or our great American flag. Whether you are on the right or on the left, a Democrat or a Republican, there is never a justification for violence. No excuses. No exceptions. In Washington, D.C., we are bringing in thousands of National Guard members to secure the city and ensure that a transition can occur safely and without incident. USA Radio News. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show here on uh, the Fed by Ravens Media Network. You know, I've got to say, I, I've been having this conversation with a lot of people, and um, people are uh, upset, they're angry, and a lot of people are just worried. And I think all of those things, they're appropriate feelings given what happened, what we see, what we saw. But I will also tell you that I am uh, optimistic and I am hopeful, and I will tell you why. You had, after uh, an onslaught, four years of nothing but negative media, four years of nothing but vitriol, hatred, lies against the president and his agenda, racist, misogynist, a white national supremacist. You think of a Russian agent. I mean, you think of the attack and it really was everything and the kitchen sink twice. And despite that, despite the best job the media could do at character assassination of destroying someone, this president received millions of more votes in 2020 than he did 2016. That's amazing. That's astounding. So despite the pounding he took from CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post. What it shows is that they don't have the stranglehold they once had over the American mind, over the American public. They don't have it anymore. So you want to know why they had to ban Trump from Facebook and from Twitter? I'll tell you why. It's because they know they're losing that fight. And they don't want a level playing field. They don't want a fair fight. But I'll tell you what, a lot of people have asked, you know, because they look at the country and they see that it's hostile. People are at each other's throats. 
I had a security expert in the office today, and he was saying there's no easy way out. And part of it is because our foreign enemies are exploiting what they're seeing, and they're stoking those flames. They want division. Political parties want us at each other's throats. So what's the solution? The solution actually has to be you and me. It has to be we've got to do good. We have to be good. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be on a grand scale or a big stage. Most of our acts of kindness and goodness, they're going to be small and they're going to go unnoticed for the most part. I have to tell you, I was reading uh, my Facebook feed. I belong to this group. You know you're from Ogden If. And as I was reading this feed, and there's a lot in there that's, you know, great and inspiring. There's a lot of it that's just mind-numbingly, mind-numbing. But I was reading the feed, and I came across a post by, I, I think her name is, is it Tara Renya? Tara Renya. Tara Renya. And I was reading this post, and I have to tell you, I'm just going to summarize it. It basically was Tara saying, um, hey, I received a call from my sister, mm-hmm. and uh, there was someone who was trying to buy food, who didn't have enough money, and Tara just shared her reaction to that, what she did. And I thought it was so inspiring, not because of just what she did, but what happened because of that. So I'm thrilled to have Tara Rania in the studio with us today, right here in Ogden. So, Tara, I'm reading this Facebook post, and I, uh, I think it's miserable weather out. And you say your sister reached out to you. And where was your sister working? She was working at McDonald's. She works at McDonald's. And, um, yeah. Yep. You just got to get right up on the microphone. Okay. And so Tara was reading this, um, sharing this. So her sister reaches out. Sisters at McDonald's saying, hey, there's someone here who doesn't have enough money. Tara, what do you do when you read that post? Okay, so my sister, she texted me, and she was heartbroken. He walked through with a dime. She said he had frost on his mask. He could barely walk. And I was just like, is he still there? And I know that she gave him the burger. She paid for it. However... She couldn't do much. So I said, is he still there? I'm going to come down there. I'm going to buy him food. That was my whole intention, just to go down there and buy him some food. So what time of day did this happen? Is this morning? Is it night? This was about 10, 10 o'clock at night, I believe. Okay. So I was ready for bed. I had already showered, um, and it was cold. It was under 30 degrees. Was it snowing? Was this the day we had all that bad weather? Um, no, it was the okay. day after that. Okay. So it was, yeah, it was cold. So um, I don't live far from where he was at. So I got in my car. I ran down there. I went through the drive-thru because I had seen him in front of McDonald's still. So I went to the drive-thru, ordered a bunch of food, and I went to go give it to him and a coffee. And I just, I don't know, I broke down. I looked at him, and he had ripped clothes on. He could barely walk. Um, he didn't have his face mask on, so he had, like, frost on his facial hair. And I'm not, I can't even say what it was about this certain person that touched me so much. I told him, stay here, don't leave, I'll be right back. So you give him the food, you give him the coffee, mm-hmm. and you tell him to stay there. And how right. old would you say, well, how old did he look? I thought he was older than me, and I'm 42. Okay. So I'm thinking this is somebody around my age range, not too much older and I was just like, this is horrible. So, yeah, I, uh, I went home with, again, with intentions just to grab him a sweater and some sweats to put over what he had. Um, he didn't even have a heavy jacket on. And when I handed him the food, his fingers, his one finger was split literally to you could only see the bone. And when you say, is this, so he goes to take the food from you and you see. And I seen his finger because he didn't have gloves on. And I mean, granted, all his fingers were cracking, but that one, and I don't know if you've ever had cracked skin, but it's painful. So um, I went home, I grabbed one of my sweaters and a pair of sweats, and I went back up there, and I was like, you know what, 
I can't leave you standing out here. Get in my car, put your bags back. He was sitting on two garbage bags with wet blankets. And so I said, get in my car, I'm gonna take you to a room. I didn't know how much it cost. I didn't know which room I was gonna take him to. I just knew that I couldn't leave this person sitting outside, literally probably would have froze to death. So as he tried to get in my car, he could barely walk. Um, He got into my car, he could barely speak because he was so cold. Um, He just, he, he kept saying thank you but he was almost even not to where I could understand what he was saying, because he was so cold. So I got to uh, the motel, which is New Vision now. That's right there on Washington? Right on Washington, where the Motel 6 used to be. Yeah, yeah. So I go there, and uh, I'm like, okay, I'm going to rent this guy room. So I take him in with me, thinking, you know, they're going to let him put it in his name, whatever. So I had to put it in my name. We put him on there. Well, he pulled his ID out. And that's when I noticed this guy was more than 10 years younger than me. Wow. So he's in his 30s. He's in his 30s. His early 30s. So it it broke my heart. Um, Anyway, so they gave me a little bit of hustle about renting him a room. The manager or whoever was the night person was just like, you understand this is not a homeless shelter. You understand he's taking advantage of you. But you were willing to pay for the room. I paid so for the you're, room. You're not Put asking. my credit card on, actually. Okay. Because I had to also pay a deposit. And he said, you're really going to trust this person. And I said, he needs a hot shower and he needs a warm bed. So basically, at this point, you're assuming full financial responsibility for any damage he does to the room, anything that's broken or missing. By you guaranteeing the room, you're becoming liable for all that. Absolutely. And the guy, he tried to talk me out of it. Um, I, I don't know what he's seen as the, you know, but he was just like, you understand if anything, you're going to be charged. And I said, yes. So um, I helped him into the one door because it's locked and he had all his stuff. Um, and I told him, I will be right back. I'm going to go get you some hygiene. We're talking to uh, Tara Rania. She is uh, just this incredible story of uh, kindness. Uh, And like we talked about, I think the way we make big change is through small acts of kindness. You're listening to The Joe Carey Show here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. When we come back, we're going to hear the rest of the story from Tara right here. Your call's 801-331-8113. We'll be back right after this commercial break. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. Text MONEY to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text MONEY to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. 
Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's. So thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. We're talking to a Tara Rainia. And just I, I was on Facebook and I see this post where she gets a call from her sister saying, you know, there's a gentleman here. He's homeless, doesn't have enough money for food. Tara, without pause, she had already gotten ready for bed. Were you in your pajamas still? I was. Did My you go- hair was wet. I was, yeah, I was a mess. <laughs> she rushes out of her home, goes to the McDonald's, buys this gentleman food, sees that he's hurting physically he's got this massive wound in his his finger tara again putting her own money uh, putting herself at financial risk and and tara you're a single mom i am so not a lot of extra money laying around is that safe to say yeah i'm on disability i'm disabled so it's just me and my kids i don't get state assistance none of that stuff so tara goes out puts herself online through this generous act of kindness you get him into a hotel. Mm-hmm. You pay for the first night. Tell me what happens next. Okay, so I planned to pay for two nights, um, and I did. I went home, and I was like, what did you just do? We can't really afford this, but I felt good about it. So I was like, you know what? I can't do this by myself. We've got an amazing community when they come together. So I posted on, you know, you're from Ogden. It gets a lot of attention. It's everybody's in that group. And um, I just posted and I wasn't posting because I wanted to be recognized because you see that too much. People post for the recognition. They take pictures of these people like they're less than people. And so I posted and I immediately got amazing. I mean, everybody was just concerned for him and they offered medical. They offered answers a few, even though they couldn't pay they went and took him a few things. I know there was clothes brought to him. I know there was groceries. So a lot of people reached out, and in that way, like, we all came together for this one person to try and help to keep him off the streets and out of the cold. Um, anybody who knows you know you're from Ogden knows that it's negative. A lot of people are negative, and they love to attra- attack. There's a lot of trolls in that group. T- Tara's actually putting it mildly. Very mildly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a rough group. It's, but go ahead. I mean, I love the group. They, they just, you know, they just got a lot of, I don't even know. But the response that I got, which I expected a lot of negative, was amazing. I was humbled. And it was just, it was, the whole experience was humbling to me because I didn't expect to get a response, like I said. And I didn't expect to get anything but negative comments. So when everybody was messaging me and talking to me and, and all of that stuff, that's when I was like, oh, we got an amazing community. And there was a, a lady who went and paid the room again. Um, we were under the impression that somebody paid a week. So a lot of people backed off, but 
again, this person went onto the post and he lied and. Well, well, let's talk about the positive. So you have these people paying for the room, mm-hmm. and eventually the hotel tells you what? So I actually got a call the next morning, um, and they were furious with me. Um, they were upset that I had so many people going to the motel to try and help. They were not allowing anybody to pay because the room was in my name. So uh, they gave a lot of people a lot of grief and a lot of heartache, but... To know that it was that much of an outpour, <clears throat> that they were bugging the hotel management, I was just, again, I was really humbled. And um, a few other people said that they tried to pay, but they were turned away, which I know. But, I mean, honestly, to get that much of an output, outpour from the community, that the, the hotel was so angry with me. Um, so what eventually happened? You go back to the hotel. This man is, is eventually uh, not allowed to stay there. Is that correct? He was actually put out the next day. Okay. Um, he was put out because they didn't want to be seen as a homeless shelter, which uh, we're in Ogden, and that hotel's not in the best neighborhood. Um, it's known for, uh, you know, a lot of different activities. Let's just say that. Um, so I even, I had to fight with them to get my deposit back, but he actually got, I couldn't find him at first and I was devastated because I have his phone number. Um, I actually got in contact with his family off of that post to find out there's a lot of mental health. There's a lot of other issues. He's not very trustworthy of people. So for, to him to have trusted me, like I... I talked to him yesterday. We, I keep in touch to kind of keep tabs on him. I got the, you know, the backstory from his family, which makes sense because a lot of these homeless people out here are not bad people. They just, they have a backstory, and mostly it's all linked to mental health. So, Tara, let me ask you this, because you've done something that I think a lot of people see this need, but for whatever reason, and I think there's valid reasons, and I think sometimes uh, we just get used to homeless people. But you, like I said, it's, it's relatively late at night. It's a cold night. If there was a checklist of reasons why you didn't have to get involved, you probably had 10 valid excuses on that list. But you didn't do that. You said, I need to do something. And that's what I want to talk about. What what drove you? What was it about this individual or this circumstances that you said, you know what, I need to do something? As a child, we we um, we were homeless for quite a while, and I'll all I can ever think is had one person reached out and helped my mom, you know, gave her that that one up that you matter because when you're homeless, you're just you're beat down. That's you give up. That's it. So growing up, I had to grow up really fast. Um, had one person just lifted my mom up and said, you know what, you're not worthless. You're not this horrible piece of garbage because you're homeless and you've been through things. And I really think that that would have made a huge difference in where we were at. So for this gentleman, um, I just I feel like that gave him more of a drive to want to push because he got himself back into a hotel. He didn't contact me until after he got in the hotel. And he's just, I mean, he tells me, you know, he's got frostbite on his feet. He tells me my feet still hurt, but I'm warm and I have a shower and etc. So to know that he's, I mean, just physically, I see him in a better state when he talks to me and, and all of that. So to me, it was just, and it probably... And what broke my heart is when I put him in the room and I started driving home, I seen about five more homeless people. And I was like, I can't do this alone. And that's, again, why I reached out, because if we help one person without judgment, I mean, the ripple effect would just be amazing. If people stopped looking at homeless people as somebody to be scared of or somebody that's automatically on drugs, they may or may not be, but we don't know their backstory. These people just want somebody to care like the rest of us. They want to feel like they matter. They want to feel like we're not looking down on them like they're garbage. Because at the end of the day, we're all the same. We're 
just human beings trying to make it in this world. You know, and, and we talked about this at the beginning of the segment, which was, you know, a lot of us won't have the opportunity to perform these great acts of service that get all this attention. And those are great things, and, and we need to be involved where we can. But I think, you know, Tara's story really emphasizes where a lot of the good happens, and that is those small, spontaneous acts that we don't plan for, we don't foresee, but there's an opportunity, and we have that opportunity. It's absolutely essential for us to get involved. Tara, we have about one minute left uh, in the, the show. Let me ask you this. Is What would you say to all those people who helped, who gave, who went the extra mile, what would your message to them be? Don't stop being who you are. Continue to help people regardless of the backlash because we always get it. And just know that it's, I believe in karma and the universe and all that, so it's going to come back to us. I mean, we, we can do helping one person might make 10 more go help somebody. So just keep doing what you're doing. You're amazing. You know, you listen to the Joe Carey Show here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. I've got to tell you, I, I say uh, I, I agree empathetically with what Tara said. I think that our best good comes when we have that opportunity. And maybe we don't have the, the, the runway to make a lot of plans or to do something. But when we see the opportunity to do good, when people say, look, you know, the country's falling apart. We're at each other's throats. And, you know, we're looking at each other as political creatures. The answer, the solution is, as Tara just said, we're all in this together. We've got to pick up the, the paddle and we've got to start rowing in unison. You're listening to The Joe Carey Show. We'll be back tomorrow right here on K Talk 1640, 960 AM KYAH. Also, uh, stay tuned. Brian Hyde coming up next. Remember, take the time to get right with God. Be kind. We'll be back tomorrow.